You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Today's episode is presented by Rock Auto. Uh, Rock Auto, great selection, uh, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com today. We're going to talk some football in this first segment, and then in segment two, kind of a, like a, an assorted um, grab bag of basketball notes. There's a few things going on. The NCAA came down with a ruling today against TCU basketball, uh, and so we'll hit on that and, and more in segment two. But wanted to start with football this uh, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you're tuning in. It is Wednesday, June 30th, and I appreciate you hopping on and uh, tuning into the show. So Trayvon Merrick uh, received his Thorpe Award last night and looked like a great ceremony in Oklahoma City. I know there were a number of TCU people there. Mark Cohen was there, Gary Patterson, uh, safeties coach Paul Gonzalez. And, and Coach Gonzalez has done an amazing job with, with those safeties. It was good to see him, um, you know, there with Trayvon getting getting that award, getting his recognition for being the best defensive back in the country, which is a, a very cool honor. But uh, congratulations to, to Merrick. I'm excited to watch him with the Las Vegas Raiders coming up this fall. Should be fun getting to see him in that defense playing center field and he was uh, a great, great player for TCU football. So some good attention for the brand, uh, some good recognition for TCU and that defense. And I really do feel like um, even though it's a kind of tired phrase, and I know like LSU has a, a big claim to it, and they put guys in the league on a regular basis, TCU is becoming um, – I think one of those contenders for like DBU, just as far as year in and year out, they're producing really, really good college football players. It hasn't quite translated to the pro level yet, but if it does, uh, then that reputation is only going to grow. But Paul Gonzalez and Jeremy Mockins have done a great job with that secondary. And I, I think that's going to be the strongest part of the of the football team this year to be to be honest about it and one guy that came to mind because uh, you know we we've discussed on the podcast over the last few months who's going to replace Draymond Merrick who's going to replace our Darius Washington those are obviously big shoes to fill those guys were playmakers um not only inter, you know intercepting passes deflecting balls but also coming up and making plays in space making tackles behind the line, line of scrimmage being active in run support and one player that I forgot about, but I was reminded of today as I was kind of looking over the roster and just thinking out loud about who could potentially be the, the one to slide into one of those roles is, uh, is Bud Clark. Bud Clark's from Louisiana. He went to Alexandria High School. He'll be a sophomore this upcoming season. Um, 6'2", 190, good size, with a big-time recruit, number 13 overall player in the state of Louisiana, number 31 safety in the country, uh, a four-star guy. He chose TCU over LSU, Oklahoma, and Ole Miss. So there were 
big offers on the table for Bud, and he decided to go to uh, come to Fort Worth and go to TCU instead. He played in ten games last year, mainly on special teams. Had a couple tackles on defense, and it's listen, it's it's big shoes to fill with our Darius Washington, Trayvon Merrick leaving, going pro, going to the NFL. But I'm not super worried about the safety position because I think the Frogs have a lot of options, whether it's Josh Foster, who uh, was a quarterback in high school at Newton, but his transition to that safety spot, um, Bud Clark, LaKendrick Van Zant, and Bradford. I'm, I'm not sure who kind of emerges as the leader in the back end of that defense. I don't know if it's Foster. I don't know if it's somebody like Bud Clark. And you need at least one guy who is a a big-time playmaker, a good leader, because in this Gary Patterson defense, the safeties hold a lot of responsibility as far as looking over the formations, diagnosing plays, being versatile, being able to do multiple things. I'm not sure who kind of takes the torch as the next dude, but I think they have a number of players who can mix and match and step in and and supplement that production that you're losing with Washington and Merrick. I don't think it's going to be one person that or two people that replace those guys. I think it's going to be a cumulative um, effect of you know, a, a number of players, whether it's matchup based or whether it's just you look at the end of the night and you're like, oh, if you combine all their stats together, then we're getting some good production out of the safety position, even if it's not one individual just having a heck of a season or a crazy season like we saw Merrick have last year when he won the Thorpe Award. But Bud Clark is a guy I would I would keep an eye on. And, and I don't know, you know, fall camp rolls around. I'm not sure where he is on the depth chart right now. But he he is and was a big-time recruit. Somebody with a lot of physical gifts. Obviously got attention from some big-time schools. Uh, and played, I mean, played even if it was only on special teams played significant snaps as a freshman, which, as we all know, is something that's pretty rare for a a Gary Patterson team. Usually he is um, always going to give the edge and always going to give the the benefit of the doubt to the player with more experience. And Bud was somebody who was on the field, uh, both on defense and special teams, last season, even though he didn't have that experience under his belt. So excited to see what he could do at that safety position as well. When we come back, I'll try to catch you up on uh, some TCU basketball notes, let you know what's going on in that front. Before we do that, though, I did want to tell you about Rock Auto. I mentioned them at the start of the show. Rock Auto is a great sponsor of ours. And, you know, one of the things I love about Rock Auto is it allows you to compare and contrast prices, manufacturers. So you have a better idea of exactly what you're getting. You know, I've said before, I'm not somebody who knows a lot about vehicles, knows a lot about cars. Um, so for me, it can be kind of overwhelming if I have to find what, what's going on, what's going wrong with my car, what what I need next. Rockauto.com, they make it easy. 
They're, uh, they're a great, great service for you and, and for your family. They have a how did you hear about us section, a little drop-down box. It would be great if you could click the Locked On Podcast Network when you go there. Um, and it's also great for people who, who know what they're doing, who are more do-it-yourselfers and uh, have a little more independence when it comes to fixing cars. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to RockAuto.com today. Okay, back here on Locked on Horn Frogs, segment two coming your way. Let's talk some uh, some TCU basketball, a couple things going on. First of all, um, I I totally forgot about this case, if, if I'm being quite honest. But on Tuesday, you know, I'm looking on Twitter, and I just happened to see Pat Forty say, hey, the NCAA is going to come down with a ruling against TCU basketball today for, uh, you know, the violations that were uncovered in the big FBI investigation, wiretap scandal um, that, that went on a couple of years ago. And, of course, that was a, a widespread investigation that implicated Bill Self uh, in Kansas and a lot of wrongdoing, caught Will Wade and Sean Miller on wiretap, um, basically telling players, like, hey, come here, we can take care of you. Well, TCU and their involvement in that case was pretty minimal. Um, you know, Corey Barker, who was a, a former assistant coach for the Frogs, in July of 2017, he allegedly met with uh, representatives of a management company and accepted $6,000 in exchange for um, basically saying, hey, I'll steer kids your way. I have good relationships with student athletes. I'll make sure when it's time for them to go pro that they go to you, they come to you, and you can take care of them as far as management, agency, all those things. So he accepted, you know, some cash to do that. Um, by all accounts, this was a assistant that was kind of doing things on his own, just doing something on the side, trying to make some money. This was not a widespread issue across the program. He was fired. Um, well, the NCAA still is is going to punish TCU. Now, the punishment itself is, is pretty minimal. Uh, the Frogs are on probation for three years. It's uh, They have a $5,000 fine they have to pay. Um, and then... Corey Barker, the assistant coach, has a five-year show cause, um, basically meaning if he gets hired somewhere else, he's going to have restrictions on him as far as what he can do, and that's going to be something for him personally that really hurts and affects him getting a job elsewhere. But overall, listen, I mean, there was some cheating going on. Uh, didn't work very well, obviously, because DC basketball is still struggling. But in the end, not a real stiff punishment and a level one violation. Um, on probation for a couple of years, gonna have to shell out some cash and pay a fine. But as far as I can tell, no postseason ban, no vacating of an NIT title or anything like that. Um, TC basketball is going to be able to go about its business and continue to try to bounce back from a, what was a, a really bad season last year. Another basketball note, um, a transfer that came in that I don't think I ever mentioned Jacoby Coles. He is a, he played at Butler last year. 
He's 6'7", 225 pounds, originally from Denton, Texas. Averaged six points a game last season. He is headed to Fort Worth to play for TCU. Um, six points a game as a freshman in the Big East. Uh, that's pretty impressive. He was an efficient scorer. He shot 63% from the field, only 28% from three. So this is kind of an old-school uh, big power forward who's going to go in there and bang. Um Again, it's a transfer. It's TCU's done a nice job of picking up these kids from you know the local area. Who I assume part of the reason why they're coming to TCU is because they want to be closer to home. But Jacoby Coles, uh, he fills out that final roster spot. So the topsy turvy, um, tumultuous off season of TCU basketball is finally over from a talent acquisition standpoint. And this roster looks completely different than it did last year. Um, Mike Miles, Francisco Farabello, Lee Lampkin, and Chuck O'Bannon Jr. I think those guys are the only returners, at least that play significant minutes. I mean, you'll have some players on the bench that are um, coming back, but from your core group, you have four players that are returning. And I get, I think you can honestly say three because Eddie didn't play, Eddie Lampkin didn't play a whole lot um, last season. We'll see how much his role increases this year. Transfer Micah Peavy from Tech, Emmanuel Miller from Texas A&M, um, Xavier Cork from uh, Western Carolina, now, Kobe Coles from Butler, Maxwell Evans from uh, Vandy, Cassius Ficali, another Texas A&M kid, Shada Wells from UTA. I mean, it is it is a full-on, um, it's like free agency. It's just a full-on roster turnover. So, we'll see how it plays out, um, but it, it's going to be it's going to be intriguing to see how that chemistry kind of builds throughout the year. One problem they had last season was they missed so much practice due to COVID-19. It was like every time you looked up, they were getting shut down again. They eventually missed some games as well, but it was really practice time, especially during the off season that they missed. So, um, you know, for a group that is basically a whole new team, you hope that practice is more consistent. Those things are happening and we'll see where they land. But, yeah, Jacoby Coles coming over from Butler. And also the news of the day on the TC basketball front in the TC basketball world. Um, NCAA investigation's over. Penalties are very minimal. They should be able to just kind of continue to go about their business. Um, but there there is a three-year probation period that they're going to be under now. So we'll see how that affects recruiting, affects the team moving forward. When we come back... We'll wrap things up. I'll tell you about um, another cool basketball note that involves actually some TCU alumni, some former players. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, most delicious protein bar on the market, on the planet. I love Built Bar. Um, Coconut brownie chunk is my favorite flavor. Go to BuiltBar.com today, and you can explore and find what you want, what you need, what you think would be good for you. Um, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 20% off your next order or your first order if you're kind of on the fence 
about trying it, just use that promo code locked on 15 and then give it a go. Uh, and you don't have to feel as guilty about spending a lot of money. Built Bar has 180 calories in it, only five grams of fat, five grams of sugar. So it's also good for you. It's not going to weigh you down or slow you down. It's a good, healthy snack. BuiltBar.com. Give it a try today. Final thing for you here on Locked On Horn Frogs as we close out the week, or not close out the week. We'll have a show on Friday, excuse me. Uh, wishful thinking by me, I guess. <laughs> um, I did want to pass along though the there's a new team that's going to enter the tournament, the basketball tournament. If you haven't followed this the last few years, there's this huge. Uh, they call it the tournament. It's um, a basketball tournament with a million dollar prize. It's attracted a lot of teams there's some teams from overseas that come over and play there's also um, a lot of colleges put together alumni teams and compete against each other and tcu has a team this year they're called the fort worth funk it's made up of mostly um, alumni of the tcu basketball program and it's guys that have played in the past 10 or so years it's a fun crew brandon Parrish is on this team um trey ziegler transfer who was you know, a monster back in the day. J.D. Miller uh, hit that big shot against Oklahoma State. It was a fun player to watch. Chauncey Collins, former uh, TCU Horn Frog, could really fill it up and could score. Uh, so this is going to be fun. They take on, they're the 11 seed in their region, and they're going to take on Arkansas in their round one game on July 16th. The tournament itself goes all the way through August 3rd if you win the title. So Fort Worth Funk, let's support them. You can follow them on Twitter. Um, their handle is, had it in front of me, let me pull it up real quick, at FTW Funk, at FTW Funk. Give them a follow. Uh, and yeah, they're going to be fun to watch over the next few weeks. I'll, I'll talk to you on Friday. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.